0: Hello, residents of Meeple Town, This is Dean Johnny Christmas, and today we're going to be talking about Christmas games all all over the place. Christmas games, Christmas games, Christmas games. Oh uh, yeah. You don't. You want to talk about another game? You want to bring it into this house? Rejected. Dikembe Mutombo. So thanks for joining us for episode one sixteen.
1: Alright, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his Santa hat on and his elf boots, and there's snow all around, and it's Christmas time up in her. It's good, it's go time, baby. I'm hyped this morning.
0: Okay, you know that. <laughs> you just want to do the episode today? I'm just gonna bring us down. I was
1: while Dean was setting everything up, I was monologuing, and he's like, "We should just record this." And I thought that's the maybe greatest idea that you've ever come up with.
0: You ever forgot an anniversary, John?
1: I have not. Okay, I have a great story about that, that I've told. But go ahead.
0: You forgot our anniversary.
1: <laughs> Did I? Who <What> is this? <laughs> is we, a, a, <laughs> we have a an we have anniversary.
0: Four years. Four, Four years. years ago, we started Meeple Town. <sighs> Seems like a hundred in, in November. You haven't even once made mention of it. Oh yeah, my bad. No happy anniversary. No, hey, it's been a good run. Nothing.
1: Happy anniversary. It's been a good run. Thank you. <laughs> my brother. Now we can
0: move on to Christmas.
1: My brother completely forgot about his anniversary one year. I may have told this on the podcast. If I'm rerunning, I apologize. Um, completely forgot, but did not forget to buy himself an expensive keyboard. Uh,
0: you've told me that. I don't know if you told me. <laughs> and now. comes
1: in the house. He hasn't said anything to his wife. She's all skirt dis- like disappointed, like comes in with this giant box. Her eyes freaking light up. Her eyes all aglow. This is, this is the, this is it. You've been just messing with me. You got me an epic anniversary gift only to him. Be like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you got this for me. He's like, why would I get this for you? Oh (laughs) no. (laughs) That's gotta be, that's, that's atrocious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, I have not done that. I have forgotten a birthday before a very important birthday once. Not not my wife; it was my sister. But I felt no. terrible. I felt awful. Yeah, that's okay. Let me.
1: Can I ask an existential question before we get into all the holiday cheer? Sure. Dean bought Star Wars Destiny, and I no, bought Star Wars Destiny. No, this is Wars not a Christmas I know, game. I just got. Oh yeah, but is this? This is not about the game. Okay. This was about four years ago, mm-hmm. early on. And Dean just said today, have you played Star Wars Destiny? And I said, sure, I have. And he said, well, I've been wanting to play it. If you've had a game in your possession for four years, Mm -hmm. I don't think you can make the statement, I've been wanting to play that.
0: Yes, I can. Here's why. I bought the game. Just play it. And if you want to play it, play it. Forgot that I had it. <laughs> Until recently, for some reason, I've been looking up all kinds of Star Wars Destiny stuff. Okay. And I want to play so bad. And I think part of it's cuz I think I think I can get my son to play it with me. He's been he's been on a kick of wanting to play more games with me. And I'm like, I think he would really like that. And so When I say have been wanting to play it, within the last... You mean
1: I'm mildly amused and I could possibly stumble upon it.
0: Within the last three days, I've wanted to play it. I haven't really thought about it that much over the last four years or whenever when we bought it.
1: I would like Meepletown to chime in on the Discord on this. It's in my car. If you have a game for four years, are you allowed to say, I really, I really like to play this game?
0: If we can hurry up and record this, you can play with me. Yeah, you all right. <laughs> Calibrate. That was the longest laugh in the history of Meepletown laughs, easily.
1: Because you're usually like uh, very careful about the way you use words. And stuff. Right. I'm like, a it's because of the person
0: Boyle from uh, <laughs> Yes
1: from Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine or, um, or uh, Tobias? Yes, Tobias. Yeah. <laughs> that would be even more accurate. <sighs> okay. Is that staying in the episode? Oh, 100%. If you cut it out, okay. then I'm going to be ticked.
0: Yeah. We're not... Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's, None of this not, is Christmassy.
1: Okay. From now on, I think I just... You're, you're screaming just at me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that distortion on my mic. From now on, it's all Christmas. Okay? Okay. Christmas, as I like to say. Christmas it is. <laughs> I'm still a little, still a little giggly. Um, all right, so let's do the poll. All right. Okay. So the poll is all about. Stop waving your hands around. <laughs> I do, all right. It's time. It's poll time, baby. All right. Let's. Uh, None of that's making. I'm you pulling giggle. this up. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. The question, Dean, is. You know, I already had it pulled up over here. You you, you would think that I would already have it pulled Woo-hoo. up and it's I do usually
0: pig squealing over there. You,
1: <laughs> so so here's yeah, let's just do this first. Do you play Christmas themed games this time of year? If so, I'd like to know which games, which we'll get to. Uh we'll get to after Yes, I play them okay. all season long. All right. Yes, I get in one or two plays. Or a nope. Oh, we've had similar questions um, in the past.
0: Yeah, I just don't remember any of it. So I'm going to say, yes, I get in one one or two games, I think is what that option was. I'll say that. Number one. Nope. Number uh, the, the one where you played all season long. That one. Strike two. I don't play any Christmas games. <clears throat> yes. Okay. 61%
1: what? said they played no Christmas games. And, and I kind of get that. And I think that this is actually a good <clears throat> conversation starter. And maybe we can help. Add to the I get one or two plays in or I play them all season long. And I mean that by even though we are going to do our top five epic Christmas games, none of them are like in our top 50 or is one of them in your top 50?
0: One of them I'll talk about as a potential. Okay.
1: And the reason I say this, I think there's a lot of people that are just like, they there's just better games to play. Why do I need to do that? I might respond to that and go, there's better movies than a lot of the Christmas movies, but we still watch Christmas movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yesterday, I went Christmas shopping. You know where I went? I went. First of all, I went Christmas shopping. Okay. And it wasn't virtual. Oh. To pick out, because my boys wanted some new shoes. We went to the mall, Stones River Mall. Okay. I saw.
0: How all, often do you go to Stones River never. Mall? Never. Okay. I haven't
1: been there in Lord knows when. Okay. But when I saw... There was no one there either. It was like a freaking ghost town. Really? That makes me sad. I know. uh, During Christmas. But it was like around 3.30 or something, so whatever. When there's Christmas lights strewn about and stuff, I was like, this is why Christmas was so great back in the day. Uh And why now it doesn't feel like it. Because there's lights and there's Christmas music playing and you're going shopping and it's like all epic. And now it's like the only place I go is like Kroger or Walmart, you know, during the season because... We don't do that anymore. Anyway, it's kind of a bummer.
0: That is. We we talk about that and we try to tell our boys what it was like <laughs> back in the day, you know, like, because mm-hmm. you did have to go somewhere. And usually that, you know, the Black Friday thing where people were like yep. punching each other trying to get to that. That was awesome. Black and white TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the movies that we watched recently has helped us kind of explain Jingle S- All the Way. Um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm switching directions a little bit. That's a okay. perfect movie to show what that was like Yep. with the, uh, Tickle Me Elmo and all those toys. Yep. Right. Okay. Eight bit. Have you seen eight bit? Uh,
1: <clears throat> no, I would like to see that though.
0: Okay. Neil Patrick Harris. And he's talking about, uh, his quest to get a, a Nintendo, a Nintendo entertainment system. And it is, it is excellent. What? Excellent. You will love this movie. What's it on? Netflix, uh, something. Thanks. I, I can Thanks look that up as now. we're. I, I don't want to okay, give gonna, any of it away. <clears> that's
1: fine. I'll. I'll I'm going to put some. Uh, put some. I'm going to say what some of these games are that some folks have tagged or put into the uh, BGG.
0: Sorry, Eight Bit Christmas mm-hmm. is what it's called. Okay. You want to know what it's on?
1: Uh, I mean, I would like to know. That way, we could say. Okay, so Jennifer Davis said she got. Uh, Santa, cookie, elf, candy, snowman. Hey, we talked about that, but we, uh-huh. I have not played that one. Um, actually, this morning I mentioned it to Dean. I said, hey, we should we should play that. And he was got all upset. He's like, I literally just talked about that this week.
0: I, I asked I you to play it.
1: it. I know. And got Holly Jolly and have played it once so far. Okay, there you go. Nothing mass market has pulled her in. Uh, Michael Davis tagged... Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the Twinkling Lights Game, Elf Snowball Showdown, and Santa's Workshop. Uh, Kelly uh, Lamb said Gingerbread House. Uh Uh-oh. So, there you see? Okay. And Ugly Christmas Sweaters. We had a I brought up Gingerbread House because I have seen this on lists regularly, and you hear the word gingerbread, and you think it's very Christmassy, which Dean pointed out to me whenever we laid it on the table, that it it's more of like a fairy tale themed game, right? Yeah,
0: more more than a like a Hansel Christmas and game. Gretel. But I get people wanting to play this more at Christmas time. That's, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there's
1: nothing wrong with that. But we ended up. I'm just saying, like that was on the table to play, and we ended up not playing it because I guess we didn't feel like it was Christmassy enough. But
0: Eight Bit Christmas is on HBO Max. Ugh, I don't have that. Okay,
1: that stinks.
0: There's good stuff on there.
1: I, I'm sure there is, but you know I can't. I don't have millions of dollars like you. Okay. It's like I can't s- just, $7. I can't just join every streaming service there is. Uh,
0: you could get it for the free week and watch the movie and then cancel it. Okay. That's what you should do. Okay. Well, you seen Ted Lasso. You haven't seen Ted Lasso.
1: No, no, I'm still i fin- I still finishing some stuff up.
0: Sorry. Christmas. We're focused on
1: Christmas. That's right. I'm Evan not- Halbert. I'm throw it out there. D- uh, he'll be getting us some plays of Bah Humbug, which he thinks goes to crowdfunding tomorrow. So there you go. The main designer has 12 guest designers to make up unique games. So anyways, just be on the lookout for that. How about that? Nick Hayes wants to play the Christmas vacation game. And then uh, Peter Schott says, sometimes they do animal upon animal Christmas, which I know you enjoy playing that one. Um, but they don't tend to get into Christmas themed games. So there's some more there. but uh, So it doesn't look like a lot of Meeple Town does get into Christmas games. This I'm, is I'm really
0: excited about this Bah Humbug game now. Evan Evan, my board game nemesis, by uh-huh. the way, designer of uh After the Empire. Uh this looks this looks cool. It's a card uh it's a card game.
1: Why is he your nemesis cause he beats you all the time or yeah. something? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> about remember. right. I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> um yeah I wanna I wanna try this one. Bah humbug looks really really cool.
1: That sounds great. All right. Sorry. No, it's fine. Oh, Matt Walker said ticket to ride a Nordic countries, if that counts. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, it does. Hmm. Interesting. You're going to switch your list up now? No, I don't think so. I'll leave it where it's at. But that I didn't even think about that one.
1: <clears throat> this is my hope. My hope is that... See, Dean made this video, a Christmas video, last year. And to be honest, it was 6 out of 10. This episode is going to be 11 out of 10... And I hope to get those who have been like, ah, "There's just nothing that great out there. It's not really worth playing." To at least go buy one Christmas game to play at least once a year, and to go. You know what? That was fun. Yeah. If you have the shelf space for it.
0: Yeah. If this is if this is a, a theme that interests you, if this you know something that you that are into, um, yeah. that, that that would make a lot of sense. In fact, I did a video last year. <laughs> You like wait. when I bring this up? I can't wait
1: because I just said it. Yeah, and I just gave that video a six out of ten, and you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I said Dean did this video last year. Uh, you know it's okay. I give it a six out
0: of ten. <laughs> and then you come up and go, I did. This video. Sorry, man. I was looking at this I know video. You were, I know you were not. <laughs> I'm 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 intrigued by this game, I, and um, you're giving me the giggles today. Sorry, man. Okay, so yes, the video that I did. I don't care about you know any of that but it did help a lot of people last year that reached out to me and said hey i tried this game loved it this is a new you know christmas game i'd never heard of or whatever so i recommend that although the games that we've played this year uh, there's new games that Better. we haven't played before and that i haven't played and a before. couple
1: that's slightly more gamery because some of them a lot of the christmas games are like super like Super kid friendly, right? Highlighted a lot of the Funko yeah. ones. So there's, last a, year. so there's, yeah. so there is going to be a, at least two or three. Probably will add to this that you might
0: be like, huh? Yes, I might try that one out. Yep, yeah. That's
1: so right. we want to dive in.
0: Well, okay. Before we do that. We've got a, I've got a couple of things that we mentioned last week that we, I uh, want, I didn't want to drop the ball on these things. So, really, just one thing we had mentioned the Patreon and you know supporting that, and and we are very appreciative of all of our Patreon supporters. But we had mentioned that we are, we would probably look into getting something else out there for people who would like to donate another way where they don't have to give monthly. And so we did go ahead and set up a buymeacoffee.com account. So it's buymeacoffee.com slash meepletown9, buy me like the number nine.com. That's right. And if you want to support us that way, you can. And the way that it's set up. Be our first person. Yeah, I literally just set this up today. <laughs> so you can buy a coffee for $5, it looks like, or you can buy us three coffees or five coffees. Mm. You know, you can buy 100 coffees, I guess. I don't wow. think so, though. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. We're not We're not worth 100 coffees, for sure. That is, I mean, uh, speak for yourself. Let's be honest. Speak for yourself. Okay. I'm not worth 100 coffees. You're not because you don't even pay attention to our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I just did a video on Christmas games, by the way. Man, I feel like a doofus. All right. Hey,
1: I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, before we move on, that we have this thing called buymeacupofcoffee.com. <laughs> and...
0: Six out of ten. Oh, man. All right. That's all I wanted to bring up, I guess. Oh, the air
1: conditioning or something kicked on. If you hear that in the back, our apologies. Do I need to go fix that? It kind of sounds like Old Man Winter's blowing. Old Man
0: Winter. Oh, I was going to start off singing a Christmas song. It's too late now. You can do it now. We're going to talk about some games we've been playing. Some Christmas games, of course. Before we get into our top five Christmas games of all time. Let's start off by talking about a game called Christmas Lights, a card game. Christmas Lights A Card Game is a game that we got sent from 25th Century Games at the end of the season last year, Uh uh, or or kind of at the end of doing the video last year. So I I did highlight it in there, but I didn't really get a chance to dig into it. This is a game that has multiple games inside the box. So the, the main game that you're playing is Hanabi style, where you have cards in your hand. John can see my cards, I can see his cards, but he cannot see his own cards. And he is trying to line up a pattern of Christmas lights that match the pattern card that he has, or the mm-hmm. two pattern cards that he has. And you're going to be getting information, trading cards with each other to be able to do that. And whoever finishes those first is going to be the winner. Now, that's the base game, and it's the only game that you've played out of the box, John. Tell me tell me your thoughts on this one. Are you kidding me?
1: It's Santa calling. Sorry, I usually have that on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Santa? Santa? <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> hey Santa, my name is Dean Dunning. Oh man, and I want to. I want to be a big boy for Christmas.
0: I have a story. Can I tell a quick story? Oh, My gosh,
1: we're gonna. This episode is great for us. So
0: I went to a bachelor party this weekend. Okay.
1: Oh, Santa showed up and he took off his clothes. We,
0: we went to an arcade, and I spent zero dollars at this arcade. You don't even have to pay to get in. They expect that you're going to buy food and drinks. I bought neither. Is <laughs> it the one I'm in Nashville? The it's one of the ones in Nashville. Yeah. It's the terminal. They've got yeah, lots okay. of stuff there. They've yep, got yep. shuffleboard and a bunch of other stuff. Um, they have the Michael Jackson uh, arcade game there. You ever played that one? I don't think so. It's, uh, it's interesting, John. You're going around saving children and the best I can tell bringing them to your house, because at the end of every level you have all these children inside of your house at Neverland is the the way I understand this. Are you serious? Yeah. That's the video game. That's gross. Anyway, Christmas lights. (laughs) All right. We're nothing but Christmas games from now on Christmas games all the time. Are you ready? Yeah. Christmas lights. What do you think? What do you think? You just, okay. Um, I thought it was fine. Actually,
1: we played a decent amount. Well, A decent amount of games. There are some on this list that I'm just going to say absolutely boo. I didn't like at all. I didn't love this one. I won't go pick it up. But I did have some enjoyment when playing it. The idea, like trying to figure out what I have. And, you know, you can ask the kind of yes or no question like Hanabi. I mean, it's kind of like competitive Hanabi, right? Not exactly, but...
0: It's got some similarities for sure. I think I
1: prefer... I mean, I definitely prefer Hanabi because I like... It's just, in my opinion, a more fun game. And I like the co-op nature of it whenever you're doing that, like, blind kind of thing and you can't see it. But I thought it was fine. You know, um, it might be something fun if you're going to play with kids. uh, Maybe a group of adults that don't play a lot of games. They might be like, oh, that was kind of cool. Besides that, um, yeah, I wouldn't pick it up. I'd probably give it, like, a 5 out of 10 or something like that.
0: Okay. So, now... I've mentioned this and, and you didn't, I, I guess, allude to this because you've only played the one version of the game. Now there are, I think 12 or 13 other versions of the game inside the box, which when you hear that, you might think, Oh man, that's, you know, put 13 games inside one box. Sounds none ridiculous. of them are going to be good, but I've played the solo ones that are in the box, which are obviously not the showing my cards to somebody else. Cause there's nobody else there. It is yeah. still trying to string lights together. Uh, I liked him. I, I especially like the second solo game. I don't have the rule book in front of me to tell you exactly which one it was called, but the, if I remember right, there's two in the box. The second one was, was enjoyable, and I went ahead and played it back to back enough. You know, I liked it enough that I played it back to back. It was fun. Nothing super heavily strategic or anything, but for a quick solo Christmas game, which I don't really know if there's many of those out there. Yeah. Or. Or really any out there? Then this might be a, a good pick for that. So I, I like this one, and it's worth it's worth keeping in the collection for sure. It doesn't make my list, but I enjoy it. I don't know if I would enjoy it if it was just that main game. I think it's fine. It's it's okay. I, I don't love that style, that Hanabi style, as much anyway. But that that solo game inside the box, and there's other different non-solo games inside the box too. It was fun. There you go. The next ones we're going to talk about. I'm going to lump these two together, okay? Why? Kind of. Well, they're two different games, but we're mm-hmm. just going to kind of compare them, I would imagine. But they're the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So we've got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Twinkling Lights game, which somebody mentioned in the comments. So yes, yeah, I paid attention. And the new, and that one came out in twenty. You're
1: so poor, you can't even pay attention.
0: Twenty twenty, and this one, other one, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's just it. Out. That's all it's called. Just came out this year. Both of these are by. Funko games Mm -hmm. the first one the twinkle and lights game actually has some similarities to the Christmas lights game that we just talked about where Mm -hmm. you're trying to put a pattern so this one you've got cards in your hand and you are laying tiles that have Christmas lights on them and as you are laying those out you're trying to create patterns and You can also stack certain like tiles allow you to stack on other top on top of other tiles, which can mess up other people, Mm -hmm. even though you don't know what cards they have in their hand, (laughs) you can kind of mess it, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can still mess them up.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to take the one liner from this random Martin Ralia review that I'm looking at and I'm going to agree with him. This is one of the worst games I've ever played. Hands down. Okay. There are no meaningful decisions. There's nothing to strategize about. I mean, unless you're really now, if you're a child and you have to figure out, because on the tiles, it's just, you, you, you're trying, you're trying to lay them to get this pattern, but yet it's so obvious. Like you're like, oh, there's a red and a yellow one. I need a blue. This is what I have. Um, That's obviously where I'm going to lay it down. Yeah. I mean, I like after playing that, like I was actually kind of excited cause it was Christmas vacation, but I sat back and I thought, I mean, are there any, are there really any me- meaningful decisions in this? And I'm, I'm asking legitimately mm-hmm. cause I didn't feel like it, but we only played one time and I was like, I'd never want to play that game again.
0: Here's, here's where the meaningful decisions would lie. One is if you get a broken strand tile, you can choose to give that to somebody else and kind of, and they have to play that tile from their them a hand, little bit. So that could hurt them. You can also, if you have the tile that has a plus on it, which there's a but lot hold of. Hold a this. second.
1: Mm-hmm. If you didn't give it to someone else, what would you do?
0: Just play it. Well, why would you do that? Because it can finish a line. Oh, because
1: there's like one one bulb on it. Because it has or one bulb okay. and then the other line is All right, broken. Cool.
0: All the tiles have two bulbs on it except those broken, okay. broken wire ones. The plus sign ones let you stack on top, which if you. Can place it to help you. You would do that.
1: It's a little more like thinky to go. Okay, where should that go? Yeah, but not as obvious, maybe.
0: But again, if you don't have a good place for that's going to help you, you can try to hurt somebody else. It is now okay. Let me. But let I don't me, know what you have. Let me defend this game so how, for a second. If I don't know what you have, how can I hurt you? By okay, John just placed this tile here. Probably he's going for something in this line right here. Let me stack on top of that and throw him okay. off. Okay. Okay. So. In, in the defense of this game, John played this once. Yeah. Which doesn't matter, right? It, that, really, that part doesn't really matter. The problem with it is I won this game in three turns. Yeah. And you have to complete three cards. Or maybe not three turns, but it wasn't very many. It wasn't very many turns that it took to complete this game. Actually, I think it was. I think it was three turns, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, it that part didn't
1: matter. Like, every time I pick up a tile, I'm like, of course this is where I'm going to place it. Like, yeah. it wasn't like... Like I said, there wasn't anything meaningful. I felt like
0: it is what they're going for in these style of games, which again is not going to necessarily be targeted to people that are doing a board game podcast.
1: I get it. Like, yeah, if you're if you're just some rando that plays Monopoly and like, I'm I'm not hating on Monopoly. I'm just saying in like life and all these games like that, which is a lot of people out there. Yeah. And And I, by the way, if you love playing Monopoly stuff, I think that's amazing. Like I want you to love board games. <laughs> I don't care what game you play. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love playing Trouble, great. That's a, I love that. So if you're targeting those type of people, I could I could see why they're just like you don't have to think really. Yeah. A lot of a lot of times people don't want to play board games that you have to think a lot about. Yes. There's a lot like, of I my kinda, family. That's that how way. a lot of my yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, hey, okay, oh there it is. I'll just lay it down. I could see them having a good time playing it.
0: Yep. And and so for people who love this movie and are in that category, this would be a really good fit. But I might say But it's not
1: thematic though.
0: I might say. Hey, none of these are.
1: Yeah, no. I don't uh, know.
0: That's not true. Frosty is thematic. Okay. Okay. okay, we'll get to that in a minute. I might say, hey, instead of this tile game, why don't we play the new National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation game, which is a dice game? So you're segueing, but let me, let me as you do that, let me. Let you me, want to bash it a little more. I just
1: want to read the last line of this review. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will give the uncredited designers of this turd credit for making this game exactly as fun as as its theme, untangling a snarled up mass of Christmas lights. (laughs) That was a pretty good line.
0: Uh, I got to give this guy a shout out. The people who would buy this game, for the most part, I would say are ones that are not reading reviews on BoardGameGeek.com is my guess. No, not at all. But they will read reviews on I just rated that two out of ten. Two? Okay. What would you give it? A little higher than that. Like a three? Because of what it is. That's the thing. It's hard for me to rank a game without without also thinking about why was this designed? This was not designed for for me necessarily, but for the crowd who loves the movie, who this could be an entryway into playing some games, right?
1: Well, I, I mean, it depends on how you're going to be a Raider. Because let me give you another example. Let's say you you someone's got a wonderful bottle of bourbon or whiskey sitting on the table. Mm-hmm. And it's a $100 bottle, and it's actually tastes like a $100 bottle. And someone goes to Old Smoky Moonshine, And brings up this, you know, strawberry shortcake mess of quote unquote moonshine. And you drink that and you go, I'd give it a seven out of 10 because that's targeted towards those people. Mm -hmm. I say out of here with that.
0: Because you don't like it. Yeah.
1: I would say like for me personally, this is my personal rating for what I like. Because I think that that helps people decide, right? Like they're like, hey, I like what John likes. So... I'm going to kind of go with what he... I'm not trying to bash. I'm not trying to hate. Yeah, yeah. You're you know what say, I'm saying? You're
0: saying rated on what you yeah, would give this. Yeah, that's what I this, would prefer
1: yeah. people. But I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just. Mo- I'm mostly saying this is the way I personally do it. <clears throat> that way, someone who likes a lot of games I like will probably play that and call that a turd of a game as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so with that in mind... Sorry, I'm looking because I don't often give scores uh, that low. Um, so a two is likely won't play this game although could be convinced bad. Number f- uh if it was a that was 2? No no no, sorry, that was a 3. Yeah. 2 is extremely annoying game and won't play this ever again. Absolutely. 4 not so good. It doesn't get me but could be talked into on an occasion. That's probably where okay. I would fit. A 4 a 4 is where I would be on that one.
1: All right. You're more sympathetic towards and you're you're more okay with those just like let's have fun real quick and be done games.
0: Here's okay, I'm going to let me let me really briefly go off on this little tangent about myself that I'm realizing more and more about myself. I will play any game, any game as you know, within reason, if it's like morally doesn't fit in with what I'm trying to accomplish with my life, then that's different. But as far as like a game, if you said I would, if I had a family member that said, I would love to play Monopoly right now, will you play Monopoly with me? I will play Monopoly with them. That's just the way I am. I enjoy playing games because I like spending time with people. So that is it there is a difference. And yeah, I know people absolutely. that would say, absolutely not. I would rather not play anything than play that. Which for me, I would probably fall in that category. But at the same time, I'm getting to spend time with a friend who or family member who wants to play this game. Yes, I'll play.
1: Yep. I agree with that. Okay. It's more it's it's more about that. I mean, but there are games that like Uh, I was playing something recently and it was so luck based. It was, it was kind of frustrating, even though like we were having kind of fun and we were talking, it was like, are you kidding me? Like, like
0: (laughs) I was a little frustrated. I've never played i I've never played Bunko, but I've heard that's what that is. I don't know anything about it, but people love that. I don't know.
1: I can't remember, but it was, it was one of those scenarios. I was like, whatever, let's just, uh, I'm enjoying the company, but I am not enjoying playing this game.
0: Did you let it, did you let it be known that you were grumpy?
1: That Mm. you didn't like this? I, I don't think I did it in a really grumpy, but I, what was I at? I think I was just kind of like, man, I just I I I'm really having a good time with you, but this is this is not my game.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All because right.
1: Because it's 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 annoying. Also, it can be annoying depending on who you're playing with, Dean. If you're playing with a bragger and like a little arrogant, and I can't remember who I was playing with, but they had a little bit of that, and I was like, you were bragging a little bit about a game that this is pretty much all luck. Like that was a little frustrating
0: experience. Yeah. And that goes into a different category of the company that you're with. And that's, there are certain people I would rather not play games with.
1: I don't mind some braggers, but yeah, there are the, I kind of do actually.
0: I really don't enjoy playing. I like playing games with Jonathan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In your face, Jonathan. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now, in Jonathan's defense, he has he tra- every right to brag. If but he, he tries—he
1: tries like the humble brag. Oh, he's not
0: a—he's not a jerk, though.
1: No, but it's like passive aggression, right? Like <laughs> he says this, and like you know, yeah.
0: I actually, Jonathan is one of my favorite people to play games with. Oh, yeah, I love we, playing we games with love, Jonathan.
1: I love to play games against him because I just want to beat him. Yeah, he's like, the there challenge. Are, there are some people that are like, yeah, that have the humble brags and stuff that aren't very good, and you can win every time, most of the time. But like when someone beats you. 60 to 70% of the times probably beats us,
0: right? That he beats us 60 to 70% you of the think? time? Man, that's got to be higher than that.
1: I'm, I'm saying like he, if me, you, and him are playing, Oh uh. I'm not saying like he beats me 60, 70 and you 60. I'm saying like if we're all playing, us combined. he probably wins that many games. Yeah. Yep. I can look it up. Maybe even app. to the 80%. I don't know. No, I don't keep up with all that. that. Maybe it is okay. though.
0: Maybe it is. Okay, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The new version is a dice game where you have cards in a deck. Everyone has their own deck of cards that are numbered one through... He has a 58% winning percentage in my app. 58? hmm which is pretty, pretty. high. So, I was,
1: and that's with all playing with me, you, Darren, Wendy, Steph Hodge, and Mike.
0: Okay. Steph wins a lot, too. One through six... You have cards in your deck that are number one through six. You have, uh, I'm not looking it up, like four of each, three of each, something like that. And then you have one wild card in there. You are trying to get rid of these cards from your deck. And how you do that is you're going to roll dice. You roll dice, and when you roll a hat, one of the Clark Griswold hats, you're going to get to put one of those cards randomly out in front of you. And then if you roll an, a Cousin Eddie hat, that's going to three strikes in your out kind of thing if you get mm-hmm. three of his hats. But you're wanting to put more and more cards in front of you. It's a push-your-luck game. So putting more and more cards out in front of you. And then you can end your turn before Cousin Eddie takes over. And if you do that, you can get rid of all of one number or all of a set. All, all of a run, sorry. All of a run of like two, three, four, five, six, or whatever. You want to get rid of the runs. Three, yes. You don't want the runs. So you yeah and it has to have three or more cards in that run and then you get rid of those and then you just keep going and going and going there's other special there's one special die in here that also lets you get rid of a card or get rid of a run or a number within your game so it's possible you could play one turn and win the whole game i that would be near impossible i would say that would never happen but it is possible that that could happen but what that means is he just kept
1: rolling great.
0: Yeah. If John's yeah. way in the lead, then everyone's going to push their luck until they can win. Like, if he you only could, has one you card You only have a
1: certain amount of dice. You couldn't win in the first turn. Anyways, go ahead. Right?
0: Uh, no, because you re-roll him. Remember? But you you, you decide whether or not to re rolling I know,
1: but you have to keep some.
0: No. You, you haven't played this in a while. Uh-oh. Sorry. So... You, the only ones that stay back are the cousin. Oh, the Eddie the ones. Are the bad ones the cousin Eddie ones? And yeah, then but don't you else, save
1: the ones? But you save the ones that you want to keep.
0: No, you you decide. Do I want to keep rolling? And if you keep rolling, then you restart that phase and put all those dice back in your cup. Okay, I don't remember it that. has It's been, what, <laughs> two, two weeks since you played this one? Yeah, my okay. yeah, bad. So it is possible, again, not likely, but if John's way in the lead, you're not like, okay, we're done, there's no way I can win, because there's always a chance that you could win this game. We played this one with our buddy Brian, who's a listener, and Daniel, who's not much of a gamer, but wanted to join us for our game day when Brian was in town over Thanksgiving. So what do you think of this one, John? Um, Fine. Fine. I, I, I It was... Again, comparing
1: it to the old National Lampoon's, it was light years ahead of it. Yes. Like, it was much Very different game, but yes. Yeah, I mean, it was a simple push-your-luck game. That was, if my family sat down and said, I want to play this game, I would say, okay. I probably wouldn't suggest it, since I have some of these other Christmas games I'm going to talk about. But I wouldn't be opposed to it by any stretch. So, if you love... I love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Love it. My favorite Christmas movie... That and Home Alone, I guess, of all time. Um, but I have no desire to go buy it, even though I love it that much.
0: Okay. If we were doing a top, I don't know, eight, top seven, top eight in the list today of our top Christmas games, this would make it for me. Maybe. I like this one. I think this one was pretty fun for, for what it is. It's, I think my family. Okay, it wasn't bad for what it is. My family who really likes Sparkle would really like this one, I think, even though it's not Farkle at all. The cops are coming. Oh my goodness! That's a fire engine. It is. Is our is our building on fire? It is not. Is Maple Town on fire? It's
1: still going on far, as we would say in
0: Tennessee. But okay, here's what I really like about this components for one. You come with this this moose cup, like the the eggnog cup that they use. That is in, pretty cool. That's really cool. You don't love this, but it's the same <laughs> style as the Home Alone game that came out a couple years ago. The knitted sweater style. It just ends up looking kind of blurry to me. I get that. Yeah, I get not liking it. I like the, it, but I like the it. attempt. Okay. Do you like it less or about the same as what the Home Alone one was?
1: It's been so long.
0: Okay. that's that's what I, I
1: kind of wish that we would have played Home Alone again.
0: I'm just talking about the design on there. Oh, the design. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. um, I think you would like this one better than the Home Alone I don't one, remember. But, okay. I don't remember exactly what it looks like. Sorry. Anyway, the gameplay I thought was really fun too. It's a quick game. You can play this. It says 20 minutes on BGG. Uh, I think my wife and I played this game in about five or ten minutes. Really, it's really fast, and you can play up to si- uh, five. Excuse me, you can play up to five players, which is really nice. I like this one. I we've had fun playing this one. This is going to stay in the collection, and one that will come out probably every year. But really, a lot of that has to do with the the amount of time that it takes to play this one.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's pretty quick. Now, who do we play this with? Because we promised a shout out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just I, made got, you laugh. I just got my victory. I I got payback right then. How? Because I've already said it. I. <laughs> oh, did you really? Yes. We're not listening to each other today, Brian and Daniel. We already talked about this. Oh, you today. just said it like that. Yeah. You didn't say Daniel
1: Averett and Brian Cook.
0: I, I said Brian, who's a listener, and Daniel, Dang who's it. who joined us for our I'm, game day I, over Thanksgiving. I'm
1: so, and like here's I hate I actually I don't like when people do that. I'm on, I'm <laughs> I'm looking up the next games we're playing and stuff. Like I'm not sitting around like surfing. Facebook here. I'm trying to prep for that, but there is a regular sports radio show. I listen to where one of the guys does it all the time. And it's really irritating. We've done it twice in this episode. Sorry. Like, I I mean, seriously, like every time two or three times he's like, huh? Or you can tell he's not really paying attention to the other guy. Uh. And it's like, it's awful so i actually i apologize yeah i apologize thank you for calling me out though because that's hilarious
0: both of us are sorry for that and we will do better today and what did daniel said
1: daniel said that hey by the way daniel is a guy that listens to a lot of podcasts but doesn't care about listening to a board game podcast yes however since we're saying his name daniel daniel (laughs) he might listen to the beginning of this That's what we're trying to do we're just trying to rope him in
0: if you can hear his calling right now, he liked it Yes, he, he did. He said he liked it. And he what did, did Brian say? I'm wanting to say Brian liked this one, too, but I like, could be eh. wrong. But I, yeah, I, don't I feel think like he was like, I'm a, yeah. Probably about the same as you, maybe. Uh, something, maybe. Something like that. You know, kind of take her to leave it kind of feeling to yeah. it. Okay. Um, the other game that we played with him, we're not going to talk about today, but I will mm. give you a hint. We will talk about it soon. Yeah. I'll tell you what the game is. We're just not going to talk about it. Ready, set, bet was the other one that we played that day. Yeah. All right.
1: Now. That was That was something. Christmas. We will say your name, Daniel and Brian again. We will. On that one. So if you want to listen to another podcast.
0: it's I don't know when that one's going to be though. We'll see. It'll be. Probably not the next one.
1: All right. Well, it might. Possibly. It depends on if we get to Latum first, which is seems like nowhere to be found. Mm. I ordered that like Meeple Town. That was some of your monies. I ordered it like over a month, month and a half ago, and it still hasn't come.
0: I've already played that one. It's old news. Get out of here. It's, all right. The last one we're going to talk about before we get to our list is a cooperative game. This is also a Funko game. This is Frosty the Snowman Follow the Leader. In this game, you have these cards that are in a line. So if you've seen the old cartoon, Frosty the Snowman cartoon, you have all of those kid characters. They're following Frosty, but they need to follow in a specific pattern. You have cards in front of you, and you're going to be playing a card that moves those different characters around. If you just play a pink card, it will move the pink character forward or backward one space and then shifting the other card into that spot. It's kind of weird to talk about on podcast, isn't it?
1: I remember you kind of explaining it to me and I was kind of like,
0: doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It do,
1: like you understand what you're saying, but I feel like you have to sit down with it and it really makes. Yeah. Yeah. To see the way it works.
0: So the other thing you can do is I can play a card and John can play a card and then we swap the position of those two characters. So if you have somebody in the front of the line, somebody in the back, that's a good way to shift them quickly without having to spend too many turns because once the deck of cards runs out, you lose. Yep. If you complete all the different pattern cards that you decide, I, I, if I remember right, it's like four for a normal game up to six for a hard game or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't remember. What'd you think of this one? I hope that I'm not like
1: double dipping or backtracking on my trashing of the other national lampoon. This game, I f- didn't feel like it had a ton of meaningful decisions either, but for some reason it was more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've talked about it and you probably will say steal it. It's like a slide puzzle. Like it's more of like, Oh yeah, yeah, I should do that. And then you do it and it slides the things around and I would not go by this. I played it with my nine year old. We beat it on hard. The first time we played, which was probably super lucky the way the tiles came out for sure. Cause Dean and I didn't, we did not barely beat it on the four tiles, which is second. Yes. Second to mm-hmm. last, whatever that is. Maybe it's just like normal mode. Um, but yeah. And he was just like, ah, that's too easy. Dad. I think it's four plus ages. If I had children that wanted to play that, I would definitely buy it. And I would be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's play that game. Cause I just had, I had a fun time playing.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is a really cool one. I'm with you. It, it gives you the feels of like those slide puzzles. Yeah. Right. Except like a gamey version of the slide puzzles. So we've had a lot of fun with this one in my family. We have not played it yet this year, but last year we played it a couple times, back to back, and and had good times with yeah. it. So this, this it, is it was, that was
1: my surprise, probably because I did not expect to even like that at all. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, it's still like a five out of ten for me or something. But still, I mean, if I'm in the right mood and I have yeah. the right people around me or kids around me, me and Dean are Dean and I are never going to sit down and play that game together. I don't we think, did. do you? But do you, I mean, like, with <laughs> no, as many no, no, other no. Christmas games as there no. are out there, I don't think we're going to be like, hey, let's play Frosty. Um, here's, here's where we coffee might. coffee shop. Here's where we might, Small John, table presents.
0: We are on our way to PAX U at some point. It's Christmas have, time. He's got some like obscure thing. Like
1: the it, the moon is full. <laughs> <laughs> it's the twenty second day of
0: December. No, so we played some games in the airport. when We went to Pax last year. Sure. And if we were looking for a Christmas game, this actually might okay. not be a terrible fit for that. I don't. Okay. Because it plays so quickly.
1: I wouldn't say without it's, it's. But you're right. Out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I wouldn't say
0: that. You're hundred percent right. But but this is this is what Steph Hodge says on her review uh, on Board Game Geek that it's one of the better small box Christmas games in the Funko games lineup. I agree with and that. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think if I remember right last year, I said that was my favorite of of those. I think that's right. I'd have to go back and watch. because I, I don't I'd remember. Like, the Christmas Story one, I feel like I, rem- I I like that one as well, but I'd have to go back and re replay that one. There you go. Okay, let's get to our top five Christmas games of all time.
1: All right, so here we go. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm hoping that by the end of this, there's one game that captures your attention that you go, "Ah, you know what, I wouldn't mind having that. Or maybe like, I wouldn't mind having XYZ game to play when my family's over. All right, and I think the first one on my list, number five, could fit into that category quite easily. And that's 12 Days. Um, This is by what is that like Calliope games or something like that? Calliope. I don't even remember how you pronounce that. Dang it. Sorry. Calliope. Is it Calliope? I know I'm off. I think that's right. I know that I'm, I know that I'm just like dance. I can't remember it.
0: I think it's Calliope Let me pull it up. Yeah.
1: Anyway, sorry. I should have like the name pulled up here and stuff, but anyways, um, let me move forward. So in this game, you have a deck of cards. It's it's actually really pretty simple, very simple and straightforward. You have cards one to 12, that you're going to be passing 12 cards out to each player. There's one, one, there's two, twos, there's three, threes, there's four, fours, so forth and so on. And you're gonna start off with putting a gift card on the uh, table that's worth one point. As the game progresses, you're trying to win these hands or these tricks. Um, they're gonna go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So at the very end, you're gonna score the most points if you win that one. The person who plays the lowest card wins the trick. And what's interesting about that is, is at the, so you go through all 12 and then at the very end of the game, you're going to look at all the numbers one through 12 and whoever has, cause you'll be drawing a card at the end of every turn, you will constantly have 12 cards in your hand. You'll also be in a failed dimension, passing a card every turn at the end of the game. You're going to go up all the way one through 12 and whoever has the most of each of those numbers is going to score that many points as well. So you have this kind of constant hand management battle of, I want low numbers so that I can win tricks, but I want high numbers so that I can get 12 points, 11 points at the end of the game. And, oh, there's 12 cards with 12 in it. I've got four. Is that enough to win it, right? Depending on the player count. And I only can hold 12 cards in my hand, so if I decide to you know put six of those bad boys in there, is that even worth it? Or should I try to win some other ones? And I thought... Very easy to teach. The weight on BGG is one point two four, but I thought it was quite fun. Like I actually really enjoyed it and thought, man, I'm going to be able to pull this out with non gamers easily
0: and have a, a good time. Yep. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. This one. I think I'm going to pick this up, so if that gives you an idea of, of whether or not I like this game, it's not on my list, but I totally get why it's on yours. This is actually designed by... Um, James Ernst. Yeah, and, and Mike Selnicker, mm-hmm. which is uh, the designer of lots of cool games like Betrayal, House on the Hill, and Lords of Vegas, and lots of cool stuff. So It's a cool
1: little simple game. Is it, this one of those ones that I it kind of came out of nowhere, because ha- I've, I've seen it a lot, right? Like, I've seen that it's got cool art. And I've seen it quite a bit, but I've just never heard many people talking about it. I don't know. Maybe that's just in my circles, but I I would give this seven out of 10 if it were up to me. And that is like, I'm usually, usually willing to play it. I think I would say I'm usually willing to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. I like it enough to say that.
0: Yeah. Also, sorry, James Ernst was the, was also a designer in, in Lords of Vegas. But, uh, I, I remember hearing about this one when it came out and I remember, picking this one up, almost buying this one I picked it up at the store multiple times I was like I should get this and I was like nah it's probably not very good and I'm bummed that I did not pick it up because now I really want it and you I get, don't I got it for like 15 bucks yeah I'm sure it's not very expensive to get now a game that is very expensive to get and really not easy to get at all and one that is liable to get me yelled at right now is Carcassonne winter edition oh
1: my gosh are you
0: kidding me No, you know, you saw that no one put the winter
1: edition of Carcass. I could have put the winter edition of Stone Age. Why didn't you? Because it's winter. It's not Christmas. Are there there gingerbread men in that game? Yes, they they started making gingerbread men in 10,000 BC.
0: Okay, then you can put it on there. Okay. But that's not true. But in this game, (laughs) there is a gingerbread man, and all of my meeples are Christmas-themed meeples. So I made it a Christmas game.
1: I almost give this to you because there is a gingerbread module, right? Mhm. So that's The problem is I don't
0: know if it's if it was in the base game or if I picked it up separate. It's been years since I picked this seven, one up. I think. You I'm going right. to give you a mm, kind of It's look. Christmas, John. It's Christmas. Mm. Give me a pass. Mm.
1: This is these usually were the opposite. <laughs> You're usually the one that's like, I want to make sure that I'm adamant <laughs> that it is X, Yers, you know, really this thing for our, my list. And today, that's a that's a borderline one, baby. That's
0: true. All right. I'm putting it on here. That's Carcassonne Winter Edition, which is Carcassonne, normal Carcassonne. However, let me give you the twist. With the gingerbread module, whatever that's called, that little... Uh, I'm getting hungry now that you said that. There go. Man, I love gingerbread. Okay. So... What you're going to do is that gingerbread is going to come out onto the board whenever somebody uses one of the gingerbread tiles. It's got a gingerbread man on there, and you place it. Now, that gingerbread meeple is going to go onto that tile. If it left a tile from that was placed earlier, okay. that city will score, which is pretty interesting. This okay. is I don't know if this module is in other games. I've not played this in any other version, but I think that's pretty cool because now you can score cities before they're completed and they score the full amount. Uh, I believe, Oh goodness. It's been a year since I played with that module. But anyway, that's, it's a very simple module that's added to it. You can also get crop circles, which I have the, uh, winter crop circles version. Which that's
1: very festive. It's
0: yeah. It's, it, I, I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't make it a Christmas game just for that module, obviously, mm-hmm. but I will for the gingerbread man. Would you circle back to it? That is Carcassonne winter edition. My number
1: five, All right, my number four is a game that is brand new to me, brand new so much that yesterday was the first time I played it, and that was with Dean. And, I mean, to be frank, it's not that hard to make my list. I mean, but this is actually very good, and that is Ghosts of Christmas. Dean was pretty happy with this one as well, I think. In this game, it's a trick-taking game. You're all playing on your own teams, uh, your own solo you are having to decide up front. How many tricks am I going to win in this round where 12 cards will be played? Um, every single way in the total round, every single hand will be, you know, it will actually be three cards instead of one. You might say, why are you playing three cards in a trick taking game instead of one, John? Cause you're playing to three different locations,
0: the past,
1: the present and the future. And someone wins a trick in every single one of those locations. So if I lead with a yellow eight, then everyone else, you turn the dial to yellow. If you're going to play in the present slot, everyone else is going to have to go with follow suit. Unless they can't, and then they could throw off or play a red, which is always Trump. But what's the interesting twist to this game, which that's already kind of interesting. You're kind of playing three tricks at once, is... We're going to start off with if Dean is the first player, whatever suit he led with, unless, you know, someone has a Trump is going to win in that in the past. So that may be green, but let's say that even though you had to follow suit with yellow in the next one to the right, which is the present, but let's say I didn't follow suit because I didn't have any yellows and I put a green there. If I won the first trick, I I actually have the lead card and when you're scoring the second trick. Isn't that... is thats that easy to explain? It's kind of... It's hard to explain a little bit maybe, but it's not hard to understand. No, it's not. At yeah. all. And so it's this... That's, that is so clever and interesting. I could totally change the game on its head with that and win that trick because of that.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, <clears throat> I i quite like this one i i had been watching this from for a while and i had multiple times wanted to pick it up same thing i'd like looked at it and yeah. i was like i don't know who's going to play this with me i don't know if it's going to be add that much more to a trick-taking game but it really does and in fact we talked about how this is just even for, beyond oh yeah even beyond christmas would be a fun one just to play 100 as a good trick-taking game this is excellent
1: yeah i like i mean seriously like several things. Number one is I like having a trick taking game where you don't have to have partners. I prefer partners. It's way more fun, but sometimes you don't have, you have three players, right? And so you can do that there or people. I also know people that don't like to play trick taking games because they don't like disappointing their partner. Yeah. And they would rather play this. I guarantee it because they'd rather lose and not disappoint the other player. So that's cool. And I'm seriously like, this is probably like a seven and a half, eight out of 10. Almost like this is a great little trick taking. I like this better than diamonds. In your face, diamonds.
0: Oh, yeah, I do too. Like I, I, yeah. I, and that's, and, a, and I really that's a like solid diamonds. game. Yeah, I think that's a solid a lot game. Of fun.
1: But like, I mean, I st- it's not as good as, is, is, you know, the nostalgia of Rook for me. It's not as good as Teach You or anything like that. But I don't know many other ones at this moment that I would put ahead of it because it's, it's got some cool stuff.
0: I can think of one. Which one? My number four. Oh
1: no, <laughs> that's Ghost
0: of Christmas. Uh, great game. Yes, I would put this probably at my number six. And yep, he probably
1: put it at his number five, but he didn't want to have us with the same exact list. That
0: could be right. Although I do prefer winter carcasson. If you said you cannot put that game on here, it doesn't make, it doesn't make the list. list. I would put this one on there. My number four is a trick taking game that came out in 2020 Mm. called ugly Christmas sweaters Mm -hmm. in this game. We did a video of this. Maybe I think we did a Kickstarter video of this one. If I remember right, it's been a while um, in this game, you are also competing against each other in trick taking. This this one's a little bit different because it has drafting and trick taking. You are dra- you are uh, playing the trick taking part in order to draft the different sweater pieces. And if you play the highest uh, the highest um, card and you mm-hmm. win that trick, you're winning the card that lets you draft first. And then you drop these different Christmas sweater pieces, put your sweaters together, and then you're gonna play through multiple rounds of creating sweaters. Once somebody has created three sweaters, that's going to end the round. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone has their secret objective, which gives them points for completing a sweater of a certain type. Usually it's like you have two, two snowmen and one purple piece on your sweater, or something like that, okay? Then you also have these scoring cards that are public where it might be if you complete a sweater that is all yellow or a sweater that has all Christmas trees on it or something like that, you'll get points. You're gonna get points for um, creating runs of numbers on those sweaters. There's lots of different ways to score points. Although John doesn't score many points in this one. (laughs) What did you think of this one? I love this game, by the way. This is another one that with the right crowd, I think is one that I could play year round because it's, it is quite the twist on normal trick taking games of adding that drafting piece and set collection. Really?
1: You said a lot there, Dean. Okay. Okay. This is actually a difficult game for me to talk about in review. Honestly, he gets very emotional. No, no, no. Like there are some aspects of it that I thought are quite fun and quite clever um i really like the idea that you're building your own christmas sweater or ugly christmas sweater um and so and your partners i mean not your partners your opponents are all building their own and so like you could take a trick or not take a trick just to hose dean you know you could have a time where none of the pieces that are up for bids really help you um or yep. don't help you go let
0: ahead. me pause right there though just know that the the cards that you're playing out are then going to be the ones that are auctioned the next that round. That was what I was getting at. So you 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 have control over what you put out there that's in the right. future. You just have to think through. But that's a lot more to but think But that was through. my point
1: though. Like yeah, yeah and I, that's what I was getting at. is you might be like, mm, "I don't love these." So which is these can be very difficult decisions honestly, which I like, but man, Dean could really use those. I mean, you can build a sweater out of anything, right? Like, so you can always do something with it most most of the time, or at least start to build one. Unless it's yeah. late in the round, yeah, yeah. you will lose points for lose points, right? Yeah, for not for having incomplete ones. Um, well, yeah, no, no, you don't lose points. It's tiebreaker. Yeah, it's a tiebreaker at the, at the end, end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you so you could be like, ah, I'm just going to throw cards in there that are going to be the next display, which I think is brilliant. I think that is smart. Mm-hmm. So the whoever on those those three cards that you just that, are, that have been played in that trick or whatever are going to just become the display next round. So let me throw off and get that next card. I think that's really smart. What I don't love about this game is the Trump card. You're gonna have a Trump suit and a Trump card and that's going to change every single round.
0: Yeah. In addition
1: yeah. to like that changing every single round, there's also going to be a, um, that what do they call that section? Like the perfect sweater. I don't know what it is, but there's something that's going to, you're going to get bonus points for as Dean mentioned earlier, whether it be Christmas trees or purple or whatever. And then on top of that, you're going to also have a card that's personal. That's going to change every round. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, I mean, I know it's, cra- I, I like to play kind of heavy games and stuff. I mean, heavier, eh, not as much as I used to, but I feel like it's a, a lot. And Dean is just maybe smarter about it. I think it's a lot to juggle like, and I just feel like it, I wish that it was more stream. Like, I love how in Ghost of Christmas, red is Trump every time, right? So they, they at least do some things that are just like, okay, I can remember that, that's cool. But then to go back and go, uh, But then on top of that, your ugly Christmas sweater, you can get points, as Dean said, like for runs of eight, nine, ten. there's, there's a lot to consider in this game. And I think that that leads me to a lot of kind of AP moments in my hand. Like, okay, let me think about this. Okay. Well, am I going to get, can I get a run here? Uh, my personal card has this to get, but I could also score points for that up there. And I'm looking over at Dean and seeing what he has. I don't want him to get that. So do I really want to win the first one or do I not really care to win the first one? Maybe I can win the second one. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of makes the game not feel good flowy to me. And maybe if I was just smarter, better player, it'd be fine. Cause Dean seemed to roll with it a lot better than I did. I get that, but yeah. I no,
0: but I understand where you're, where you're coming from on this as well. Um, I would say, you know, you could just leave the Trump and that number, the same every round if you wanted to, because you are shuffling all the cards, except yeah. the four that are going to be drafted for that next round.
1: I think I would prefer that. Like, Every game you can do it different, right? Like, but like you just picked that and that, and then that's just one less thing that you've got to think about. To me, this seemed like a very gamery trick-taking game. You are not going to bring this out to Uncle Joe, and it's whatever. And I don't, I don't think that they're.
0: I think they're going to be spinning a lot. It's a different kind of thinking for sure. I would even say, uh, so what's the weight on this? It's 2.33. Um, what, what's the weight on the one that you just said? Because I, I would say Two. there's a lot to think about that too. Of there the, is. Of the bidding part that is the, the challenge. And I have a hard time with the bidding part in games like that, other mm. than Rook because I've played it so much. Yeah. But it's a reason why I don't love Spades. Spades is fine, but I just haven't played it enough. You know,
1: yeah, and, and you know, the thing is, it's like I think I would really like this with just cutting one or two things back,
0: yeah. So, let me I don't want to spend too much time on this one, but let me say that it also says this plays two to four, which it plays excellently at four, which have or I'm sorry, at two. Having a two player trick taking game is a really big plus. Mm-hmm. The only thing it adds differently is that you are playing two cards we're each playing two cards and then you place those in order of whoever's going to be bidding you know whoever's going to be drafting in what order so you're going to take two cards every time instead of just taking one which it says it plays best at two and i get that because the games are probably faster because you're completing your sweaters quicker
1: Plus, i mean just think also about trying i mean maybe you don't want to be that kind of a player but like trying to keep up with four people's stuff
0: yeah. You yeah, kind of yeah.
1: have to pay attention to what someone else wants. A little bit.
0: Yeah, you do. You do. You, you, no, not a little bit. You do a yeah, lot. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that is my number four, one that I love quite a bit, Ugly Christmas Sweaters. <clears throat>
1: one that I want to love and I think is just mediocre.
0: Maybe we should play it again. You've played it multiple times, though.
1: Yeah, I remember the first time I played it, I felt the exact same way. Okay. Uh, I was just like, oh, I really want to like this, but it's just a little... Uh, I just didn't think it was streamlined enough for me for, for a trick taking game. Maybe it's, I think it may, maybe it's just the approach of trick taking games mm. and I just prefer ones that are fast paced and boom, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go, yeah, let's that go. Makes sense. And it's not. Makes that. Sense. So anyways, but not a bad game. Okay. That is your number four. My number three is going to be a game that uh, there is no doubt in my mind that it's on Dean's list. And that is, what is it, Dean? What is, what is, what is one that you, the, your I, 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 okay, Actually, I better think be quiet. Our,
0: I think our next three might match up, but, but I not, think you're not, I think it's your uh, Santa's workshop. That's right. Okay. Santa's workshop.
1: And um, that is a game that uh, I've played quite a bit. Uh, Keith Ferguson uh, designed it and it's just, it's straight up. Do you just want to wait until like, I don't want to, I'll just talk about it for a second. Then you can talk about it if you okay, want. That'll work. It's, it's just, it's a straight up like Euro worker placement. Get these cubes, fulfill these orders. Yep. That's, that's pretty much it. And it's a pleasant game that feels incredibly thematic to me. Like your elves in a workshop and you have to have tools and stuff like that to get it. Um, and yeah, I mean the only reason that this is maybe not the only reason, but this is a little bit on the longer end. Like it says 45 to 60 minutes and that's probably 60 minutes is about right. And it, you may be able to play it in that fast, but but there's so many good worker placement games out there. Yeah. And uh, even if I'm playing when I'm playing games for the holiday season, I typically like games that are a little bit snappier and peppier. That being said, this is three. This is my third favorite. Like this is a great game. Can we talk about the other thing? We can, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I just want
1: to make sure. I I- a year later, yes. So a year later, <laughs> la- yeah. So there is a new version that's coming out, which I think would be very possibly my number one game or really high if this cuz i really enjoyed some of the the tweaks uh, the enhancements i would call enhancements that keith made to this um someone just asked me the other day should i buy Santa's workshop and i'm like the only the only pause i have is the new one coming out but besides that absolutely it's a great game to play during the holidays if you like euro games worker placements uh, i don't know why you don't have this If you want something that's thematic for Christmas.
0: Yeah. Yep. I, I'll, I'm going to hold off on talking about this a little bit when I get to it later, which everyone probably knows is going to be my number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's because I've
1: talked about it so much, but this is so I would say feel thematic. My nine year old regularly plays this just with himself with the toys. Like he oh, was this okay. week. Yeah. He literally had it laying out on the floor and he was playing elves and stuff and yeah. and like and it, yeah, I mean he broke my board in half. <laughs> oh, gosh. when he was a kid, when he was really young. Oh no. But that's fine. That's cool though.
0: Did you yell at him? Did you, you yeah, I was a little that, right?
1: frustrated. I remember being a little frustrated. Yeah, i uh, said, I'm
0: just kidding. Get your head together. Get <laughs> over here. No,
1: I didn't I was just like, dude, are you serious?
0: So, like I said, our uh, that's John's number three Santa's Workshop. Our, our top three, I think, are going to match up to some capacity, just yeah. in different orders. My number three is a newer game for us called Holly Jolly. I did pick this one up at the end of last season, if I remember right. So, it was outside of Christmas, and I just never got a chance to play it because it wasn't Christmas season anymore.
1: Let's fast forward. Okay. Holly Jolly is my number two. Okay. So, we can both talk oh, about perfect. this.
0: Okay. Yeah. This is great. Okay. So in this game you are putting out cards in that look like a christmas tree you've got the christmas trunk right you have got presents and stockings underneath the tree you don't put stockings underneath the tree but you do in this game Mm. you have tinsel and lights that are going to be the action part of the the game and i'll talk about that in a second and then you have ornaments all around the tree and then a star at the top now what you're doing is you're going to be taking one of the either tinsel or light cards from that pile of three and you're gonna place it onto the tree, onto a tinsel or light card. And then you're gonna play math game. You're gonna add up all, if you play a tinsel card, you're gonna add up the total of all those tinsel numbers, and you're going to draft a tile, uh, sorry, draft a card, an ornament card. Not just for decoration. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna draft an ornament card that matches that number exactly. If you don't have a number that matches exactly, you can grab a Christmas present under the tree that falls in a category of zero to six number or higher than six. Or if you do Christmas lights, you'll do the same thing and take a, a card. Now the cards are set collection for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's there's you know a Santa card that will, might give you a Christmas present under the tree. There's a uh, what else? We got the rocking horse that might give you bonus points if you I don't I know if most. you have the most of those or <laughs> there's lots of different points you can get from those. There's, yeah, let me yeah. so
1: uh, if I can jump in on that part, I want to say that. I don't generally love set collection, but the cool thing about this one is, is there's a battle in, on several of the cards. Yes. Whoever has the most um, rocking horses, whoever has the most Santas, and then whoever has the most snowmen get the extra bonus, like get to four points of snowman instead of two points of snowman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that adds a ton. Like that, my favorite back and forth kind of like that's why it's number two. I love that part about the game. It's, oh, should I take this Nutcracker so that I can get you know? It just progressively gives you more points like yeah. two, four, nine, you know, whatever. Or do I want to try to beat Dean on this? But if I don't, then he can beat me and get a ton of points. And I think those lead to very interesting decisions.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, what's really funny. So we played this the other night. It was uh, my wife and our seven-year-old. They were playing on the same team. He could have played this one, by the way, but he was playing on her team. Uh, my 10-year-old and then myself. And my 10-year-old was making these decisions playing the game. He was going heavy in taking the Christmas presents under the tree. And ABC. the stockings under the tree. But also he was getting a the lot... stockings like, are cool. He was getting a bunch of different things. And I was like, he's just like doing stuff, right? And I collected every one... I have collected seven of the... Toy Soldiers, which is 35 points for oh, getting I, all of those. I, I, I said a nutcracker it is his Toy Soldier. Yeah. Right? I was like, I'm going to destroy my family in this game. No, he beat me by, yeah, yeah, by a lot. It was, he had 73 to my 59 to my wife's 57. It, it was really great. I loved how that Do played out. Do you think out. he was
1: strategic or just kind of at all or just kind of like,
0: yeah, I like those street toys
1: under the tree? He's a math kid for sure. So and he's, so I think. So part that wasn't, part of wasn't it, a, was that a knock on the game for you, maybe? Oh no. That was a big Because he knew he knew it was cracking. I think he and knew that, what he was doing. The prop. here's the thing about the under the tree is it's it's pusher luck. Because there's a ton of gifts that are gonna come out that yeah. require like there's a train and if you don't get the bottom back side of the train, then it's worth zero points. Yeah. So like I could see that going very poorly sometimes, mm-hmm. but also it could go <laughs> very lucratively.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now there is a card, a uh the rocking horse card, one of the rocking horse cards that says you can multiply one of your stocking cards by two. I always try to get that because you know me. You got that one. You know that. I love to explore things. Yeah. I got it. And I got a level, uh, a two-point stocking. He got both of the five-point stockings and no coal. There's some luck to this game. Oh, yeah, there is. There is. But uh, really, the luck comes with the stockings. And you don't even have to go that direction if you don't want to at all. So, That's right. Yeah.
1: Stocking can give you coal, which is, you know, as Dean said, you know, zero points or whatever. And that could be. Or Krampus. Do you have the. Did you get the extra cards with yours?
0: I oh, you didn't. No.
1: I didn't know there are extra cards. <sighs> I ordered mine from 25th Century Games. And I so got. So did I
0: last whoa, year.
1: Oh, you suck. Because they have. I got. Uh, they had Tantrum House, which. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it. but it's okay. I'm glad what they're doing for our hobby, but they don't line up with my desires and needs. <laughs> what? What are you <laughs> saying right I now? Don't line up with my desires <laughs> and needs. You got me flustered from what you did earlier in the podcast. Yikes, okay. Um, games. Uh, anyways, that and Dice Tower promos, but they have a Krampus card, which is a negative two points stocking. And they also add candy canes. There's a candy cane module where instead of tinsel or lights... Candy canes can pop out and they can be tinsels or lights.
0: How about them apples? Okay.
1: Um, Nothing, nothing earth shattering, nothing crazy. But I thought to myself, I bet Dean doesn't have this. And I bet he really, (laughs) he's going to be ill that he doesn't. I'm
0: looking online right now to see if I can pick these up. There you go. Oh, I'd have to buy the game to get this. Is that what it is? It's only $15 or
1: something. I mean, it might be worth it.
0: I can buy this as a gift. Yeah. It comes with the promo pack. No, I don't have that. So
1: buy the promo pack one and then give the other one away. Okay. Or sell it for five bucks? I,
0: I think I will do that because the I really want uh, Green Team Wins. I've been wanting that for a while. And I think I can buy this on here too.
1: There you go. Um, yeah, by the way, I don't think Dean mentioned that it was Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle who did this game. Two designers that work together all the time have done so many good games. Some of my faves, Three for sure. Sisters yeah. we played recently. You know, you've got the Fleet, Fleet the Dice game, all of those. Um, I mean, there, there's just so many good stuff. I feel like... Every time they come out with a game, it's never like surges to like my favorite games of all time, but it's always good. Kind of reminds me of Steve Finn, like just going to put out good games. And I bought this cause I knew that first of all, secondly, or thirdly, I don't know who knows the art is fantastic in this game. It has this retro vibe. And I knew that if they had a Christmas game out, I'm going to like it. And I did my number two and Dean's number three.
0: That's pretty exciting. Okay. Sorry. By the way, Motor City, which is the next in that line of rolling rights from them. I back that. And it should be, I think it's like shipping over from China right now, if oh, I remember right. Oh, that's good. And then French Quarter is going to be the next one after that. You don't care about that? Sure. Anytime uh, they come out with a game, I'm, I'm interested in playing I'm going to be pumped when that comes out as well. So anyway, that was my number three. Your number what, two, you said? Yeah. What's your number? No. Nope. Oh my number you have 2. To go back to, oh there my you have number drop 2. Your deuce first. Is your number 1
1: Christmas tree? Christmas tree. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you all right? Well, can I talk about it for a second cuz it's my number 1? Sure man, you just go for it. I don't I don't want to keep go I know I talked a minute but like this is my number 1 so I'm really excited about it. So Christmas tree is a game that I had played four years ago, I think. I think the very first year we did Meeple Town, Dean taught it to me. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think I had it rated at like 6 out of 10. I wasn't, you know. But then we played it again. And I'm like, why did I not like really like this game? In Christmas Tree, you have a Christmas tree. And you were going to be drafting these diamond-shaped tiles. And... You're doing multiple things. Every round, there's going to be three things that you're going to score for. So it could be as simple as every yellow ornament on the tree. Ornament. That's a hard word to say for me. Can you say it easily? Ornament? Ornament.
0: Yeah, you, ornament. S- you say it fine. I
1: get tongue-tied a little bit, though. You're doing a good like, job. Like, I have to think about it, oftentimes. Um, Like, it could just be every yellow decora- uh, decoration ornament on the tree, you're going to get, you know, two points for. Or it could be a line of a s- star-shaped ornaments on the tree you're going to get six points for that it could be whoever has the most glass shaped or whatever the uh, most candy or most stars or, what, or whatever it may be is going to get six points plus you get an additional point for everyone you have on the tree that's interesting enough and that mm-hmm. switches every round you're going to play seven on your tree for three rounds will be 21 total but then you also have these bulbs I think Dean, Dean loves the bulbs. I do love the bulbs. On the sides of all these diamond tiles, you may have no, like, no bulbs at all. You may have half a bulb on four sides of it or half a bulb on two sides of it. But every bulb that you match up with the right color, not only could it be part of that scoring thing that happens every round, which it does sometimes. They come up. At the end of the game, you score two points per bulb. And Dean likes to go hog freaking wild. <laughs> on the bulbs. But then there's some other things like candy. Uh, there's snowflakes on some of the tiles, and you straight up get a point at the end of the game for those, or gingerbread men that want you to have certain things next to them, and you could get up to 18 points if you get that all around. It is weighted at 2.18. It is a dead gum blast for the holiday season. I brought it out with my father in law and my brother in law, and um we just had, I think they loved it. Like, we had a great time. We played it in 30 minutes, and it was absolutely fantastic pleasure game. Pleasurable my, game.
0: My knock on this game comes with... Now, I have the old version. You have the new version. But this still mm-hmm. is is the cards. I wish it was tiles. Yeah, they slide around a bit. Yeah. And, I agree. And, and sometimes you're sliding, especially if you go bulb heavy, which I often do. Sometimes you, you slide over top of those bulbs. It doesn't look as pretty. It doesn't. So that would yeah. be that would be my one knock. I really wish they would... That didn't change. Deluxify this version.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's like if you're into like a puzzle-y, you like puzzles games, and you like drafting. You put those two into this, and I i mean, this is one that I would play year-round as nothing that I'm like super jacked, can't wait to play. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm playing with folks who don't play a lot of games, or I want to get a quick one in, eight out of ten.
0: Here's my, here's my desire, all right? A deluxified version of this game, you've got wooden tiles, OK, mm-hmm. when you when the lights match up, they light up. <laughs> wouldn't that be sweet if the actual colors match up and then Maybe they just, just come light up. up with this? This is a great idea, Dean. I mean, it wouldn't be. Are you talking be, to yourself, a, Dean? Wouldn't be a difficult <laughs> thing to do. Right. No. Right. Man, this would be a great idea. Okay, so that's what I want from the Ever uh, Clever Green Board Games is to deluxify this game. Go buy this one. I got it for like 30-something bucks. Why don't you hold off on buying this one until they deluxify it? They're not, that's <laughs> never going to happen.
1: Go buy this if, if you want a lighter game that's puzzly and you can draft with.
0: By the way, I have I have talked lots of people into getting this game. And they love it. Anyone I've taught this game or they've heard about it and they're like, ooh, I want to try that, and they bought it, Yeah, they they have enjoyed it. Yep. This is it. This is a great game. I'm with you on this one. Now, Santa Claus, Santa's workshop is my number one game. And we talked about this already, but I want to talk specifically about that second edition. Not that I want to talk much about all the gameplay pieces, because honestly, I don't remember all the gameplay Mm -hmm. pieces from this. But I walked away from the table last year at PAX U. And what did I say, John? I think this is a game you is said, it's, it's probably a nine for me is what I said yeah like an actual nine not a yeah. Christmas nine but an actual nine is how much I love yeah. this game mm-hmm. uh, now Santa's Workshop as it is the regular version is an eight for me and I just love the new version everything about it if you go on if you go on BGG you can see the Santa's Workshop second edition they have their own page up there now the box art is beautiful I mean just beautiful who did you say
1: who did you say is doing this one again
0: this is so this is Elf Creek games Elf, I knew I it was on the
1: tip of my tongue and yeah. I, I heard you say that but I was
0: which is great I love that they're doing this version now the only thing that they have showing on here is the box cover I don't think they have any of the other components listed on here but I really hope they do some really cool things with this it got delayed because of some issues with um getting it in target if I remember right if I remember that was the case but mm. but they're they're going to be coming out next year 2023 I was so looking th- forward to playing this this year Me too I was this was my if I look back on my my saddest times of the year when it comes to board gaming this is way up there the fact that this didn't come out for did you 2022 did you pre-order it yet You can't Yeah What For $35 No Yes you can't pre-order this Yes for th- on, on
1: their website right now Coming Christmas 2023, pre-order now for $35. Okay.
0: I'm going to... I'm going to take a little detour here. We're going to wrap up this episode very quickly. Uh, get a the, little, get the, a little the excited. The box is
1: beautiful. Yeah, 35 bucks. that's a freaking steal.
0: Yeah, usually Elf Creek Games does have good deals like that. What a great deal. I wonder if they're going to deluxify any of that stuff. Does it say anything on there? Is It just it has a
1: full list of the components.
0: Okay. Oh, man. Okay. And it has another pick of the board and stuff. See, like, I know more than you. You do? Uh, look at that. Look at that Santa sled. Yeah. You can't wait to. Play oh this. man. I'm so excited about this. The other, the other positive part about this is there's there's going to be a solo, um, implementation of this in the box. And if I understand, right, that's one thing that's being tweaked right now is the solo piece. I think the, the actual game is pretty much ready to go or is ready to go. It's a solo piece that was still being worked on. I'm excited about that because I've been soloing games more. This is one I don't really have to solo that much though because my family always wants to play this one.
1: How could this not? How could you not sell a bunch of these games and this not be like a staple for like gamers to play at least once a year? I'm not even saying you have to play it all year long, right? How could you not just be like, yeah, I gotta have that game because every year when Christmas comes around, I'm at least gonna play it once. Yeah. Yep, And I'm not saying, I'm. Just, you can play all year round, but I'm just saying like, how could you not minimally do
0: that? That's uh, my point. And I don't think, it, it, my family that I play games with on Christmas and Thanksgiving, this is one they're like, hey, can we play the Santa Claus game? It's every year and we usually play it multiple times. They love it. I love it. This is a fantastic game. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I,
1: I had a blast doing this. This was one of the more fun times we prepped for podcasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that excites me because I, mean, I didn't it, think you would have that much It put me in the mood. Fun.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? Like it put me in the holiday spirits and it was also like so little stress. Like every booklet I read was like, oh, it's two pages now I want to know how to play. Yes. And sometimes yeah. that was just kind of nice.
0: Yeah. So. We don't often do that. Usually when we're prepping for games, it is, you know, an hour and a half, two hours or more. Yeah. Invested in that one game. So anyway, that's our Christmas list. Hopefully, this helps you. I think it will. I think it. If you I hope so, if you're into playing thematic games this time of year, I really think you got to check. I think some there's of these something out. on the list that
1: we're gonna convince you all to to buy. This this episode, is either gonna go over great,
0: or terribly, <laughs> or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> it's gonna be an episode. And if you want to get in touch with us, John's going to tell you exactly how you can do that. Yeah, if you are enjoying
1: what we're doing, we'd love for you to rate us on whatever you listen to us on, Apple, iTunes, uh, Podcast, or Google Play, or Spotify, or whatever that is. Um, If you want to uh, see what we're doing on the social medias, which we haven't been doing as much lately, but we we, we do some, (laughs) Uh, at Meepleton Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are... Patreon.com slash Meepletown. If you want to kind of donate to us buying some of these games that we will even talk about next episode or the following, and what was the
0: coffee thing? <laughs> That's uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Meepletown nine, the number nine. Ooh, the Meepletown nine. That sounds like a gang. It's, it's not a gang.
1: We're also Board Game Geek Guild 347.
0: Thanks for coming down to, to <laughs> Meepletown and Merry Christmas.
1: All right, Dean, what game or games do you personally want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Do you always buy a board game every year? I always do. I I have to get one game every year for Christmas.
0: Yes, I buy family games too. Okay.
1: Um, But do you get, I'm sorry, do you get a board game for Christmas every year?
0: Usually. Yep, usually I do.
1: So, what is this year's?
0: I don't know. I hadn't really thought that much about it, honestly. I know oh. we're closer to Christmas, but I would say probably Clank Catacombs. But I am gonna pick that one up anyway. In Brazil, Imperial. yeah,
1: Brazil—that sounds great. I th- this year I bought a lot of like some other stuff, so I am gonna only be able to get something cheap probably. And I was thinking of I'll do a cheap one-player game. Been wanting to play Coffee Roasters. Heard that was fun. Solo is fun. Mhm. It's only solo. You didn't know that?
0: Oh, oh, I'm thinking of a different game. Okay. No, I did not know that. Are you thinking about the big giant Uh game? Yes.
1: No, I'm thinking of Coffee Roasters, which is a
0: solo bag builder kind of game. Yes. Which I thought you would really like that. I do want to try that.